Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to another massive late fee audio commentary. Today, we look at a masterpiece, in my opinion, of the guys behind South Park, uh, Matt Parker and Trey, or Matt Stone and Trey Parker, um, Basketball. Mike, uh, you and I have both seen this movie before, and I think this is, I think this is one of those movies that uh, we you know, sort of, I don't know, maybe cemented our friendship might be a little too harsh or too uh, grandiose of a term, I guess. But uh, this was definitely a movie I think you and I kind of bonded over. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and our uh, good friend uh, Ben Cole is a huge fan of the movie as well. Shout out to Ben. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, shout out to Ben. Fucker left us for Las Vegas. <laughs> I love this opening. Um the uh with uh, Reggie Jackson and uh, the three home runs in the in the World Series in uh 77 the uh, the same year that uh, the son of Sam happened that kid kind of looks like uh, Trey Parker which is always fun you know when they find him like someone who kind of looks like a kid mm-hmm. now i know that um uh David Zucker who uh co-wrote this movie with them and uh, he directed it, uh, one of the Zucker brothers responsible for, like, Airplane and, uh, you know, movies like that. Apparently, he actually played uh, this game, basketball. He and his friends invented it when they were kids way back in 1982 because they were they were bored from playing regular b- basketball. Are they were kids in 82? I'm sorry? You said they invented when they were kids in '82. Um. Oh no, no, they wouldn't. They uh, no, they w- they must have been adults when they when they. That's that's funny that they were just like drunk adults when they invented it. I mean, that's kind of how it's invented in the movie too, so that makes sense. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Um. But I uh, hate the Yankees so much. I know. Yeah, I've had I've had a, a hatred for the Yankees. As as Tigers fans, as many longtime listeners know, we're in Michigan, and as Tiger fans, uh, we uh, do not like the Yankees. I mean, honestly, I think any red blooded American automatically hates the Yankees unless you're from New York. True. And then some of them like the Mets. Why? I don't know. Right. This. Uh... This whole choreography, uh, dancing bit and everything. I know it's exaggerated, but it's not super far from, uh, from how things started to go before the NFL put, uh, a lot of the, uh, celebration penalties in. No, really, it's, it's as bad, if not more than it is depicted in this movie now. Um, recently when they had like, um, you know, they have like, uh, like almost like they're like, you know, doing like a formation and that kind of stuff. I mean, it's really mm-hmm. like ridiculous lately. Yep. Oh, yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, all the stuff with uh, the naming rights and, um, and uh, you know, the free agency and, and all that stuff, uh, people going to the, the highest bidder. It is, you know, uh, sports has definitely become like that and brand, the, this branching out into other uh, things. I, I it It's... You know, I know this is a silly movie, but it makes a decent point about how sports can get corrupted by the business aspect of it. 
Yeah, it's funny because this is far out of date for the Oakland Raiders because they moved back to LA again and then back to Oakland again since this movie came out. Yeah, now they're moving to Las Vegas next year. Yeah, that's a that's a good place for them. <laughs> oh, Las, so Las Vegas is going to have a, a hockey team and a football team, and I don't think it will be long before they have a baseball team either. I mean, why why not? You know, it's not like people don't gamble online from anywhere in the country or world, as it is. Yeah, and there was a Supreme Court's decision that legalized um, sports betting nationwide, uh, and I, I don't know exactly when that takes effect. I haven't. We're not a, a legal podcast, so I haven't. I haven't done all the reading on it, but I know that that's a big issue now, and um, so it kind of, you know, like you said, people are already doing it online all the time. Uh, so I think the issues that they used to have with, um, you know, people. The worries about gambling and the mob and stuff, those are are pretty much done now. I mean, yeah, even the when the mob did influence, uh, you know, sports events, it was in like Boston or that sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. the movie, the movie Goodfellas. There's a very brief scene where they. Um, I'm sorry, this is a pretty funny part. I don't want to miss it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> Just oblivious to the dad sitting there. <laughs> And this, uh, you know, your wife and I, my cousin, um, and you and I too, uh, I, I, I say this this line all the time when, uh, you know, this line that's coming up here, uh, when someone asks me, uh, you know, what what am I doing or what have I been up to, I uh, the line that's coming up I use all the time. Not much, just hanging out, playing Nintendo. <laughs> like that, they just bring their own beer. Look how, uh, look how high uh, Robert Sack is billed. Yeah. In the movie for like five seconds. Yeah, and it's not like he was an enormous star at this point. Ernest Borgnine gets the coveted uh, with credit. I mean, he's for sure the biggest star. In the... Well, isn't Robert Vaughn's the uh, bad guy, isn't he? Yeah, that's true. I mean... Ted told us about it. He looks so pissed or so uh, so ashamed. Yeah, he knows he's gonna get a uh, an earful. I go there there for five minutes. Like, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> Seriously, I I, un- I understand that they went to school with these people, but it does not really seem to be their kind of people. No, they brought their own beer to this party, and it's like uh, you know they're serving wine and this sort of thing. Well, Coop, you know, didn't want to go to the party. He, uh, you know, his friend dragged him along because he wanted to fuck her. Yeah, that's true. Uh. Ugh, that's so gross. <laughs> He's just like in a trance. What's funny is you can tell, he, he, when he hears that, he stops immediately. So clearly he knew she was there. He's just trying to get as many licks in as he could. Mm-hmm. Oh, my um, God. I'm, I don't want to forget what I was saying earlier, but in the movie um, Goodfellas, there's a brief scene where you see them like uh, they're watching like a like a basketball game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a reference to like the Henry Hill, like whatever organization he was part of. I don't remember what it was in real life. They actually did like help like fix like uh, games, and I think it was like one of the mass. I don't know if it was Boston College. I think that might be what it was. Yeah, but they did like you know pay the refs off, and so that's actually it was. I don't know if it's supposed to be expanded or not, but that's like a deliberate reference to that whole, you know, point-fixing thing, which, I mean, yeah, it's the Mafia, but it's not in Las Vegas. I mean, I don't think the Mafia's ever needed to be connected 
physically to Las Vegas to influence things. No, I agree for sure. And obviously that's less of an issue now because especially in Las Vegas, because there's hardly any mob presence uh, left in Las Vegas, especially owning casinos. They're all owned by, you know, giant corporations now. Oh yeah. But maybe some of the smaller, I don't even know if the mob exists in Las Vegas anymore. I mean, I I think they're around still a little bit, but it's not, it's not nearly what it, what it was. Um, I mean, the mob in general is not nearly what it was because everything's gone, you know, it's crime and stuff has all gone cyber crime and stuff like that. It's, it's not, you know, in a weird way, the world's kind of passed the mob by in the, in the way they've done their, their criminal activities. Yeah. Obviously have like, you know, the Russians and, uh, you know, other organizations like that, but right. Yeah. We're more into the cyber crime. And so, yeah, let's not get off on a tangent anymore than we already have. Cause we, I go on about that for days, but I like how these guys are just like, just able to slam dunk the basketball. Right. They're so, so athletic. And they, and they make a reference to the streets and like their girlfriends like, Oh, they're from the streets. You know, they actually look like, <laughs> they look like they came out of the streets of a land's end catalog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Originally, um, Zucker wasn't even going to make this into a movie. He was going to turn it into a game show. Huh. See, I, this would definitely would be an interesting sport. I mean, to see some people like who are really good at shooting would definitely be, you know, interesting to watch. Yeah. And I think, I think that would be an interesting game show. Like, um, uh, you know, like at the time, you know, like MTV had that, uh, rock and Jack sports thing, you know, and it was going to be like kind of paired with that, like, who was going to follow that in the lineup as a, you know, hey, this is like kind of a sports-themed game show thing. And Chris Rock was going to host it. Oh, no, that's funny. Well, what's interesting uh, to me about that, too, is that uh, basketball, I mean, obviously every sport has an obvious, you know, inherent advantage, like physica- physically speaking. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, obviously, like someone like Shaquille O'Neal is going to be good at basketball, you know, regardless of whether he can shoot, which he clearly can't, you know, from a distance. Right. So this kind of negates that, but I mean, obviously, you could say that being able to shoot well is also like an you know an inherent talent people may have, but it does negate some of the you know the physical aspects, which are you know a lot of them are affected by just like how tall you happen to be or how strong you happen to be, that sort of thing. Yeah, I love how they're just making up rules on the yeah, fly too. Making up as they go along. Don't play, asshole. <laughs> it's so great, um, and it's just to win this. You know, just to basically not get uh, uh, humiliated by these guys. Pretty much. But, uh, you know, I mean, I think all of us have, you know, had a group of friends or whatever that, you know, you get to drinking and invent some weird game. Oh, they're still being consoled. They're like Archie in that Archie versus the Predator comic. (laughs) Uh, They were victorious just like Dilton, but it didn't matter. Yeah, they they had the moral high ground there. <laughs> What's funny is that, I don't know if you noticed, but they have lawn chairs on top of the garage. Like, yeah. if you ever, I don't know if you ever watched the show Workaholics, that like clearly predates that by a long stretch. Oh yeah, yeah. I've never actually seen Workaholics, but uh, I've I've heard of it. I, I like parts of it, but I I don't know the whole series as a whole is not amazing. I saw the movie that they made. Game Over oh, Man that, on Netflix. Yeah, that was not good. Oh, I, I thought it was one of the worst pieces of shit I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We completely neglected the uh, the entrance of uh, I can I don't uh, know the guy's name in real life. Kenny. Oh yeah, I don't know his name in real life. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a, a Trey Parker Matt Stone regular. I think he was one of their friends in college. 
He's in this, and he's also uh, uh, ah, shit. What's his name? In Orgasmo, Toter right? Toter Boy in Orgasmo, yeah. yeah. And he's also in South Park. He plays Chris, the devil's uh, boyfriend. Oh, he does. I didn't know that. Yeah, if you listen to his voice and then think about Chris, you'll realize immediately that that's him. Chris. Uh, yeah, I'll have to, um, I will have to go back and, uh, squeak. My name's not Squeak. It's Kenny. <laughs> Wasn't this, did this come out right before or right after South Park? Wasn't it, like, right after? Well, this came out in 98, and South Park came out in 96, I believe, right? Okay, that, yeah, see, I thought I... I thought they were just kind of like attached to it, and you know, because like they were kind of friends with the Zucker guy. So I heard conflicted things. I've heard that they didn't have anything to do with writing it. They just like were friends with the Zucker guy. I'm like, okay, we'll be in it. But I don't know how much they had to actually put into writing. It's definitely if you if you watch like the Book of Mormon or Cannibal, you know, a love story or um, Orgasmo you can see there's a little bit of their humor in here, but there's a there's a lot more of uh zucker's humor in here for sure yeah there, i mean that's i'm not a huge fan of the zucker like type things in general you know like i mean i know it's almost blasphemy but like airplane doesn't really do much for me or making some of the naked guns are kind of funny of, of course the best part about the naked gun movies is that oj simpson's in them right um but yeah i mean like it's but you yeah you, for sure you can see they're like you know their humor styles in this like the like the steve perry comment that's pure like you know something sounds like they would say mm-hmm, for sure yeah, I'm sure they had, you know, they might they might not have had as a big of a hand in writing it cuz like I said it, it's clearly much more Zuckers than it is them. Uh but uh I'm sure they at least on set with ad-libs and stuff. They had <laughs> they had something to do with it. I love the character of uh where he's like just like they just like completely rip on him all the time. He's like continues to hang out hang around. Yeah, he's one of my he's one of my favorite characters in the uh, in the he's movie. Really I like how they just like they just like uh, they just said he's, I just caught that he's paying one twelfth of everything. That's such a weird amount. Well, there's there's uh, there's twelve people that live there. Oh, okay, <laughs> that makes sense. I guess it's I like it's very subtle, but like at the beginning, you can see there's like three or four people sitting on the porch, like talking and stuff. While they're they're doing stuff, they just they're just like crammed <laughs> into this house with twelve people, and we just never see them. This scene's always kind of got me too, because at least from a direct, if if I can get a little geeky for a second, from a director point of view, because the camera makes just like a slight movement as we move into the room, and you can tell that this is a handheld camera because it's not, it's not completely steady. And when we go to the reverse shot, it's obviously like a lockdown camera, but they wanted you know much more like range of movement. Like this is you know like it's on a dolly and and handheld. And everything, but um, it's always like I don't know it's kind of an artistic shot, but it's always struck me as a little weird. <laughs> but punctuated by that joke, <laughs> I'm on the team. <laughs> I know it just like grows like you know exponentially over the time, and now they have like uniforms that just say shirts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still better than you know just having like their regular street clothes and they have an audience cheering them on. Yeah, they're uh. The entire neighborhood gets behind uh, this uh, this game. How do you miss that? By the way, like, I don't know. how shitty! I 
like how part of the strategy for the game is that you have to miss, and then two other people also have to miss, and then you have to tip it in to win the game. Yeah. I mean, that is a hell of a... Uh... And here's the thing, too. He gets so high, so close to dunking. I wonder if they would have had a chance against those guys if they just played regularly. They got Cato Kalen to announce their their uh, their ba- basketball championship. Oh yeah, uh, the, I know that uh, David Zucker had a um, <clears throat> development deal with Universal, who obviously produced and distributed the movie. But he was going to make a Davy Crockett movie, The Life of Davy Crockett. Oh, oh, here comes Ernest Borgnine. Yeah, and he. Uh, that the like that whole thing fell through. So in like desperation, he kind of took the game show idea and made it into a movie. I'm kind of surprised that like Davy Crockett just sort of like disappeared. Yeah. I mean, like you don't really see you know much talk of Davy Crockett or anymore, anything like that. Was did Billy Bob Thornton play him in the movie The Elmo? I didn't see it, but I thought he played him or Daniel Boone. I think. Ooh, that is a tough one. Did he play? I know he played one of them. <laughs> Why is there a bird outside? <laughs> is that his roommate right there? Yeah. I it think probably he, is, huh? Yep. Uh, I love In this fact, guy. It, I love this guy too oh, that just thinks that uh, like he sees this and he's like, oh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna turn this into a uh, a huge major sport. Right, but but. What'd you say? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was listening to the part where players are like indentured, indentured servants. servants. Yeah. It's kind of funny because he really does sort of want there to be like, you know, like it actually benefits him because in real life, free agency definitely benefits players. I mean, if you didn't have free agency and that sort of thing, you know, and guaranteeing contracts and you could treat them like shit more than, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When Kurt Flood um, challenged the reserve clause in uh, baseball. Oh, no, there goes some rent. Oh. <laughs> But when he <laughs> when he challenged the reserve clause in baseball, his uh, his closest legal precedent was the indentured servitude. Well, I, I would uh, I would be neglectful if I didn't mention the appearance of real big fish right here. Oh yeah, back in the nineties, for all you younger kids, ska music was huge. I actually like the song a lot. The song's called "Beer" by them. I'm surprised it wasn't like ever released as a single. It's a really good song. Yep. Yeah, you got into some ska music uh, back in the day. Not really. I mean, I like a couple songs. I never really got super into it. But, like, maybe, like, in an ironic fashion, I just think it's kind of funny <laughs> how, like, people, like, you know how, like, people, like, think there's, like, it was this and, like, electronic music were, like, the two, like, next best things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I like, I, like how, I like how his nickname is Little Bitch. Yeah. And uh, Reamer's a Sir Swish. I never noticed that before. Uh, he can't uh, get away from that little bitch. The uh, all sport uh, endorsement. Mm hmm. Yeah, and they, there's like se- seven people on the team that they never like, you know, acknowledge outside of the three main characters. Yeah, I kind of love that too. Actually, <laughs> that those uh, those players never do anything. They actually make reference to it later. They make a joke out of it. Uh, yeah, in yeah. the championship, like uh, Jenny McCarthy with her. This is weird. Was this one of her first acting roles? I think it's. I think it was definitely one of her first movies. I know she was on um, Singled Out on MTV. 
Yeah, I think that might have preceded this. Okay, they both got Bob Costas and Al Michaels. This might be <laughs> one of their first like movie roles as well. Yeah, yeah, they don't do a whole lot of uh, of acting, and they don't do a whole lot of uh, um, announcing together anymore either. Really, outside of you know a nor- well, I don't even think they do anymore. But because yeah. uh, Joe Buck, I think, does the World Series now. Yeah, unfortunately, he does. Yeah. Does El, is El Michaels even do announcing anymore? He he might be retired. I think he does. I, every once in a while, I think he comes back and does something. Carrying that... Uh, oh, it all comes down to squeak slurry. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely a Zucker type thing where they're just curly, you know, narrating what's happening mm-hmm. as the person who hears it. Yeah. Unfortunately... <laughs> Oh God! But yeah, South Park came uh, came out in ninety seven. This came out in ninety eight, and yeah, I think they were late ads to the movie. Um, I mean, you know, not super late because obviously they starred it. But yeah, I think the movie was. I think you're right about them not having an enormous hand in writing it because, um, you know, they came in sort of late. These cheerleaders. <laughs> the, you know, the Zuckers love putting a little uh, sex appeal into uh, every movie they make. <laughs> Just why? Why would he? I don't understand the concept of a training. I mean, obviously it's a reference to a training bat with a donut on it, but mm-hmm. it literally makes no sense. You know, honestly, though, this idea for a, a game, I, I'm surprised that it ne- that maybe because obviously if you look at it, there's a lot of equipment and I mean, stuff involved as far as like the bases. It's, you know, it's a little bit complicated and stuff. It's not like you could just easily go into your local park and, you know, drop these things down and everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could mark off the spots, though. I mean, that wouldn't be too difficult. Yeah. But I'm surprised that this never became, you know, more popular it it really does seem like a fun um a fun like an interesting game yeah i like how the referees on roller skates that just makes no sense <laughs> so they can get around easier and increase their risk of injury uh by yeah, the, uh, 25 feet worth of uh <laughs> you know field they have to cover and it's so funny too because they just they um they make the uh the auditorium basically look like a backyard garage yeah i don't know if that's a psych out or if he was just trying to give him a friendly warning right he didn't he he didn't look uh like he was um like he was being malicious no but afterwards he definitely is yeah oh yeah see now he's like oh i got yeah i think i think that's just cover though i think he was really like oh my god hey what's happening over there yeah he was afraid of exposing himself emotionally Oh, doesn't ignite. I kind of know what else has noticed that Denzel is like, you know, dying over there. Seriously. They make the, <laughs> the another, slow motion egg toss. Right. Like it's a Vietnam movie. That's definitely a, uh, a um, Zucker thing. I kind of hot dog just flies perfectly in and out of the mouth. It's pretty bad CGI. Uh, yes. 
<laughs> so why they stop serving hot dogs after the seventh inning? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Either. I mean, it's say beer, but... Uh, I, like, I like, too, how the, the main characters are both kind of dumb. They, like, you know, reference that multiple times throughout mm-hmm. the movie. Hey, that's, um... Oh, I can't think of that guy's name. I never noticed there was just a naked guy swinging on a... Uh, yeah. On a rope in the background. There's actually, uh... I don't think he's right here, but you see him later in the movie. I don't. He might be on the phone. Oh, I do like how they have to wear the loser hats. That's yeah. that's uh, nice. Why are there so many people on that team? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great line. If anyone's get the psycho, it should be Denzel. Right. Uh, is that Tim McCarver? I think that's his name. <laughs> Raining shit. How much? How much better would like the news be, and you know, like uh, TV in general or sports, if people just like swear in a hilarious fashion like that? Yeah, that would definitely make things more palatable. And again, these scores of uh, beers players streaming out of the locker room. <laughs> yeah. And all this. There's, <laughs> there's so many people in. It's just, it's so funny, uh, like um, like there's so much there's so many staff people and everything. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, they just said Tom McCarver. Yeah, yeah. See, that's that's definitely a uh, another sucker type thing. That that uh, visual gag. Oh, here comes the. Uh, the star, fresh from Baywatch, I believe, Yasmin Bleeth. She is nowhere now. Did I lose you again? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think he was like, like kind of like disturbed by that, but then he was like disappointed. That just like makes no sense. Yeah, I was doing a little bit of research for later in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, some original research that I did. <laughs> um, no, uh, they. I heard that um, that uh, Parker and Stone um, had like one of the ways they kind of got to know David Zucker was they pitched him a um a musical buddy comedy about um Aaron and Moses oh, from no. from the book of Exodus <laughs> Doesn't does, don't the names Parker and Stone sound like a good team of uh, detectives for like a buddy cat movie? Yeah, no kidding. Or even like Get Parker uh, and Stone on this. Or even like a, a news team, you know. Always trust Parker and Stone. I like how uh, Reamer is just so obviously lying about everything, and then like, it just works. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is that guy's name that plays Squeak? Is it? Um, he's got a weird name, right? Cr- I thought. It was, yeah, I think so. It's like Deanne. 
Something yeah, like it's that? something like oh, I I don't remember. Dion I like in the how, car. I, it might be. I don't. I'm not sure. I like how they uh, bring a blind kid to the game in the first place. I mean, no offense, but I mean, is he really getting much out of? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> You're my favorite, Coop. I can't. I I love the sound you make when you shoot the ball. I mean, yeah, it's way better on the radio where they describe what's actually happening. But I mean, it's going to be here too in person, right? I like how he's like literally like bequeathing every single item he has. Yeah. A poncho. <laughs> God, Robert Vaughn was uh, you know, a pretty big star back in the day. It's you know, it's it's interesting to see uh these serious character actors in um you know, like screwball comedies like this. I told my wife we were gonna watch this movie and she goes, Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what? She goes, it's horrible. I said, <laughs> I said, I love this movie. She goes, it's so dumb. <laughs> oh, this movie definitely has its charm, so. Yeah, I love this movie. I, who's, uh, who's, who's Reamer trying to impress at this point with that wreath? <laughs> and again, it works. Well, maybe not. Every single thing he's owns. Pretty much. So that doesn't make any sense because free agency, which he's going for, would not increase the owner's profits at all. No, it would cut into them. Like Denzel really has it set up perfectly where like like he said, they're like indentured servants. Yeah. Because free agency leads to higher salaries when you when you have to compete. With other owners as to how much you're going to pay people. I mean, they probably have a salary cap, but it can't be like a super high one. I mean, it doesn't necessarily look like Reamer and uh, Coop are, you know, living high in the hall. Mm-hmm. And then later when free agency opens and that exactly happens, Reamer is like wearing like a super like giant gold necklace and all. Yeah. I mean, I get some of the things like naming rights and stuff like that, things that actually bring revenue in, but, but yeah, he's, he's, uh, He's um off the uh, he's off his rocker here. Oh yeah, the best three months of my life. Oh, I didn't notice that uh that squeak's actually there in the background, just behind them. <laughs> the the looks on his face for this movie are hilarious. Yeah. He has to know that this is going out to, uh, you know, uh, everyone. And, of course, uh, the literal, uh, you know, uh, euphemisms. Right. Yep. Laying carpet. Well, I like this part where he just asks about will you the room and just nobody even attempts to. <laughs> yeah, speaking of um, Costas and, and Michaels, um, apparently they gave 
uh, Bob Costas $50,000 to work for one day on the movie. And um, uh, Al Michaels found out about it, and they were paying him uh, $15,000. Oh, wow. I'm surprised they paid him uh, less. <laughs> and he got so pissed that uh, he threatened legal action. And so uh, <laughs> so they ended, they ended up paying him $60,000. <laughs> nice. So they gave him ten grand more. What's funny about this is um there's like a that's like a, a running joke throughout this that like Coop has like some kind of venereal type disease. Mm-hmm. What's weird is uh his his Main business seems to be like sports memorabilia. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, his whole his uh, his company said like something about like the best teams here or something like that. Right. And he's obviously like, a big collector. I don't know if that's like his actual line of work or what. Yeah, I'm not sure. Was that a gold plated floor buffer? I might have. Yeah, I think seen so. that incorrectly. <laughs> oh yeah, I think it might be Miami. Um, I don't know if you know who the co- comedian Joey Diaz is. I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah, he's in this for like two seconds. I'll point him out when he shows up. But I'm, I'm pretty sure he's on the Miami team because he's Cuban and really. Okay. Oh, are these? I thought these were the felons. Um, cheerleaders, not the beers. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Al Michaels doing. Uh... Get, earning that 60 grand. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe they're they're dressed in black because they're in mourning. Uh, that's, I think you're right, actually. And what doesn't make sense either is how does uh, how does uh, Reamer own all the team? I mean, it's like he solely invented the uh, concept of, you know, basketball lines. Right. Ugh. Oh, I love their spoof of uh, sitcoms here. Yeah. Latino cut up scooter. <laughs> Recycled junk and same old crap. The Miami Dealers. I like how big of a factor like uh, the heckling seems to be in the game. Like it's so much that they're you know since they can't speak English for some reason, mm, yeah, it just doesn't affect them. But like the psychouts, like are a huge factor. Yeah, you, you wouldn't think it would be that big of a deal. I mean, if you think about like, uh, and you know, because I mean that happens in regular sports too. You know, guys standing in the outfield get heckled all the time. Oh. <laughs> this why would that affect him? Because I mean, it's clearly he's clearly not drinking Marlon Brando's uh, fat. Yeah. And who? Like, I wonder what that is that he's actually drinking. I don't know. When what are what? Are, 
What are the limits to the psych out? Yeah, apparently he can like physically like assault people at certain points in the movie. <laughs> right. Because he's just squirting milk into his face. <laughs> this makes no sense. Squeaks. But uh, yeah, like uh, you would think there'd be like you wouldn't be able to make physical contact with people or something. You'd think there'd be a limit to it. Because otherwise you could just punch him. But really, at the inception, he did spit water in that guy's face, like for the first psychout ever in the game. So, I mean, I guess it's got precedence. Yeah, that's true. Because how dare they violate the thing they made up on the spot five years ago? I do think it's funny how rigid they are to those rules that they made. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Maybe that's his angle. Just the whole corporate tie-ins will, you know, be the bigger, you know, factor. He doesn't care so much if the players make more. Yeah, that's possible. I guess in uh, in some ways he's uh, he's not that bad of a guy then, actually. He's like, look, I want to get richer, but, you know, all the players will be able to get richer too. Because it's not like he's saying, I want, um, I want corporate sponsorship and still no free agency. Right. I guess it's, oh, that's every reason they created baseball when it was literally just like impress people they, that didn't like them in the first place. Right. Another great line. Yeah. Hey, you can tell they're not making a ton of scratch because they're traveling by train. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) The New Jersey informants. The guy on the right is from something, too. I don't remember. Yeah, I've seen him in a couple movies, I think. (laughs) I love their psychotes, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Is a terrible cook. You know, if this had come out just a few years later, it would have been more of the the um, like Jersey Shore type stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. Like how the teams were like obviously derogatory towards the city they're from. Mm, yeah, like the Miami Dealers. Just why would they name themselves that? Or, or even this one, you know, why would you call yourselves the fairies? Right. And they're the only ones with male cheerleaders. Yeah. Where's Al Michaels now? Is that guy from Super Troopers? The, the red hair yep. guy? Yeah, he is. He plays one of the guys that gets, like, mutilated. And that's over the line. Apparently, um... Uh, slurs. I mean, it's a good line. Just why? I thought literally no one likes uh, Squeak, male or female. <laughs> he clearly was not making an Australian joke there. I, I can't side with him on this one. <laughs> what a headline. Beer's still winning more and more games. <laughs> Well, with the season as long as they have, you got to have a lot of uh, catchy headlines. Like, <laughs> <laughs> man, uh, I tell you what, um, I uh, have I have never really noticed before how often they go to the cheerleaders in this movie. Yeah, I think it's like every they start like every game at them. 
It's so funny because so many of the people they're playing against look pretty like like athletic. You know, everything that looked pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Like they could have been. Like, yeah, they could be in something else. Yeah, they negate their advantage. You know, again with their just shooting. I guess not this guy though, but. Right. The the funny part about this joke, the visual part about this joke, is it psychs him out so bad, and he's like, and everyone in the audience is like that, but he's just holding it in his hand. So yeah, there's, they, and there's no way he couldn't be holding it because he's wearing short sleeves. Yeah, so that guy clearly would have had to have seen that. Women who... I, oh, I couldn't read that fast enough. Women who run something. This is around the time that that Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus book came out. <laughs> How did he not recognize his feet? He's literally holding, he has a ball that he signed right next to him. Right. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? This part is so so awesome. Some kind of liver disease. I love, I love this too. Like the fake sincerity of uh, of all of this is hilarious. He does he does he sells this really well. And I'll tell you, he couldn't care less that like his best friend's like into this woman. He's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna try and get her. The Dream Come True Foundation. As long as this is all about miracle cure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, those dreams are terrifying. (laughs) Just what? Poisoning a reservoir. He t- he wants to murder a bunch of people. Yeah. I'm kind of glad he's dying. Damn. Was che- <laughs> was Chelsea Clinton uh, ever considered um, like no super hot? Not even regular hot. Again, just shows how fucked up the kid is. Yeah, no kidding. What's funny is uh, what the I don't know if, I don't think this is a reference to it because I think it happened before it happened in real life. But uh, at one point, like the um, shit, what is it actually called? Make a Wish Foundation. Yeah, one of the kids wanted to, like one of his wish was to go hunting, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like big game hunting. It was I think it was like an older kid. He might have been like eighteen or around then, you know. Yeah, and uh, Pierce Brosnan, like you know, a renowned uh, like PETA supporter, that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, this is a uh, by the way, this is a Smash Mouth cover. Yeah. In case anyone doesn't notice it. 
Um, we did a lot of covers, but uh, yeah, so the, Pierce Brosnan offered. He's like, "Oh, how about instead of that, you come, you come and be a guest on the set of Volcano, <laughs> or was it Dante's Peak? Whatever fucking volcano movie." You <laughs> yeah, I think playing. he was. I think he was in Dante's Peak. Yeah, like, that's like, oh well, Dante's Peak. Oh my god! I mean, I understand, like you know, caring about animals and shit, but uh, ugh, if you think being on Dante's Peak is a reward, I got just like at the. Massage parlor. And here comes squeaks. That's not a word you'd see uh, in a movie these days, Oriental Massage Parlor. Right. Here's a uh, brief bit of a song by one of my favorite bands, Nerf Herder. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you introduced me to Nerf Herder, and I fucking love them. Yeah, they're on like this, and they they do the Buffy the Vampire theme soundtrack, obviously, and they're on one other movie as well. I can't remember. And you do, uh, oh, they do the Buffy the Vampire theme? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's an instrumental, but that's them. I'll have to tell my wife that because, uh, you know, I, she loves that show. And um, and I've played her some of their songs before. Um, you know, the I think the Van Halen one was kind of like the first one that you really got me into because you know how much I love Van Halen. Um, and not Van Hagar. <laughs> but, but I got the kids doing shots. Like he's got a liver disease, but they're letting him do shots. Yeah, no shit. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, he, actually, I think they reference that in a bit. They're like, "Oh, your your numbers are off the charts," or something like that. <laughs> so irresponsible. Ugh. Finally, Squeak finds love. Yep. Yeah. This is another thing that would not be seen in a, a movie today either with, uh, you know, her having the Adam's apple and everything. Okay, this is a liver operation at night. Right. Yeah, none of it makes much sense. I think really what we're to expect is all that shenanigans and montage happen over the course of a single day. Right. Hey, speaking of... Uh, I don't know, transgendered people. I guess that's the correct word to use. I don't know, know anymore. Uh, if we have any transgendered people who are listening, I uh, I don't want to offend you. Um, if I, that's not the right word, sorry, I don't know the right word. That's that's the one I'm using though. But I, mean, I don't know the right word, but I know a lot of the wrong ones. But I mean no offense by it. Um, but did you hear about the uh, the thing with um, Dwight Howard on Twitter? No. Oh God. Okay, I don't know if I want to totally get into it, but it, it does, you know... Uh, you kind of have to now, don't you? <laughs> well, um, a transgendered woman on Twitter apparently had a relationship with Dwight Howard, and um, uh, sh- they broke it off, or she broke it off with him uh, when she found out that he was cheating on her with, uh, like, going to these, like, groups to have, like, transgendered orgies basically and um i guess after that this is all alleged by the way but after that um one of his friends uh was like threatening her saying you know you better sign this non-disclosure agreement and everything you know we're gonna fuck you up kind of stuff like that and um she was afraid for her life so she put it all out on i'm sorry there he is right there that's uh joey diaz oh okay and so, also, uh, if you, I, I, again, I want to point out that this team is actually Detroit's team. They're the Detroit Lemons. Yeah, I know. That's correct. 
sorry, uh, Dwight Howard. Right, but she so she put it all out on Twitter there, and uh, along with like evidence of her texting Dwight Howard and her and uh, voicemails and uh, like different stuff of her talking to Dwight Howard. So there's a lot of evidence out there, but she put it out there as basically like, you know, if someone hurts me now, uh, you know, oh, that's uh, David Zucker's mom, by the way, the uh, the nurse. Nice. She's in like all of his movies. But uh, anyway, it's a way to kind of protect herself, I guess. Like if anyone does anything to me, now all this information's out there, you know? Um, but she's like, she was like going on rants about him. She's like, you know, he could stop this if he wants to tell his guys to back off. And she, she ends it by saying he's a six eleven bottom. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that I heard there is one, I heard there is one flaw in all of her texts though. What? And Twitter messages. She said all this happened right when he was living up to his pre-draft potential. So I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so people were talking about that a lot uh, um, yesterday on Twitter. I happened to uh, to catch that, and um, you know, m- I mean, my take on it was I don't care what his sexual preferences are at all. I, th- that that doesn't bother me. But the threat the threat stuff was the uh, the weird and interesting stuff. But uh, yeah, so that's the Dwight Howard story. And uh, kind of dovetails with uh, Squeak and his uh, encounter that he's about to have. I like how they thought it was going to be close, but it's just over the building itself. Right. He fails so badly. The other great part is, uh, again, as assessment to what a shitty person that kid is, that was he, he, he already made two uh, home runs, or what he, is that what they call him in that home run? Yeah. But he's like, oh, he didn't make the third one. So he's he's a fucking failure. Uh, Yeah, why would he be in a a room like that with a bunch of other people if he'd just come out of surgery? Right. And why would the morgue be right there next to people? They put the morgues in the basement for a reason. Yeah, yeah. And it's labeled morgue. Both to keep them out of sight and because of, you know, possible contaminants and stuff like that. (laughs) I thought they just say he'll be fine in the morning. He just lost consciousness from saying choke so many times. I like that the uh, material used for his breathing tube is a uh, balloon, apparently. (laughs) Right. And you know, like he—that's not a ventilator. That's that's simply an oxygen mask. So he could still breathe. He just wasn't getting. Oxygen. Oh my god! I never noticed how violently that guy flies when he pulls. It. <laughs> but he's just not getting oxygen, you know. <laughs> so violent oh that's a timely reference that George Clooney uses yeah back when he was on um, back when he was ER. on uh, ER yeah. 10,000 volts 
<laughs> just what? They just they just turn it into a comedy bit. Forget what they're doing. You know, even with it unplugged, they should have gotten uh they should have gotten a uh a code that that it was that, you know. And by the way, the, a lot of those things are um <laughs> a lot of those things are um, you know, uh like like screwed in, you know what I mean? So they can't be just simply unplugged like that. You know, I don't think they ever say what happens to Joey after that. Like did he actually die? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure, actually. I, I don't remember if they ever come back to him at all. I like how uh, Reamer, it must be Reamer taped over his, uh, his video of uh, Reggie Jackson. With roadkill caught on tape. This seems like, a, like an actual Fox show from like the late 90s. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, for for you young kids out there, um, I don't. I think it was maybe... It wasn't until around 93 or 94 that Fox actually finally had enough shows to fill in a, a, a complete primetime lineup for all seven days. There were days that they were just dark when they first started out. Yeah, but even then they had like, you know, when Animals Attack was like a staple of, I think that was Fox at least. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But that, that's what I mean. Like they, they scrounged to get whatever shows they could just so that they could be on the air for, you know, a full a full day. Well, that's funny. They're terrorists. Right. LV takes, takes off his basketball uniform as if to say, oh, you know, like, she knows he's got one. Right. I guess they did say he's fine there. But we never really come back to him. But he's fine, so good for you, Joey. I wonder what that kid's doing now. You know, a professional podcast would have uh, researched what what that kid's name was and what he was up to, but yeah, that's not why you guys uh, listen. I'm sure, it's not much. Uh, I wonder if he did gay porn. That'd be great. So I don't think Trey Parker's a bad actor. I mean, he's not a great actor by any stretch, but he's definitely serviceable. Yeah, I think I think he's I think he's pretty good. Maybe he did study like drama and stuff at uh, where did he go to Colorado University of Colorado? I would I have no idea, but I would assume so. Yeah, I almost said us. Uh, I almost said Brigham Young or whatever because I he's he, he's got a definite like obsession with like Mormonism throughout his whole like career. Well, but he's not. He never was a Mormon or anything like that. Yeah. As as- well, I thought I thought he was when they were kids, but I'm not sure. I mean, it's, it's possible there's quite a few in Colorado. Yeah, oh yeah, like all like all those states around Utah. I used to live in in Las Vegas, as you know, but the listeners don't. Um, and uh, there's a lot there too, like uh, in uh, Nevada and Utah and, and uh, Colorado, Montana. 
Yeah, I don't really think there's a lot like in Michigan, as far as I know. I mean, I don't think I've ever met a Mormon, though. I do see them like riding their bikes across the street sometimes. Right. Just the Romneys. Oh, yeah, that's true. But they actually like were in Mexico for the longest time. Yeah. And, and I think uh, Mitt was born in Utah. Um, or no, no, Mitt was born in Detroit, but they lived in Utah for a while, too. I think it might be like his grandfather, Mitt Romneys, that was from. It's really there's a thing on Vice. It was really interesting. Like a lot of Mormons like to circumvent the ban on um, what do you call it, bigamy? Move to like Mexico. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are still there, and like some of the Romneys actually are still there, like relatives and stuff. And like basically now they're like in a war with like the cartels because you know there's all these kidnappings and stuff where they happen to have like you know be been living for all these years. Mm-hmm. So they like basically drive around fully armed with like you know armored cars and that kind of stuff. It, it was really interesting. So that kid uh, that plays Joey, his name is uh, Trevor Einhorn, and uh, apparently he w- he played uh, little Frederick on on Frasier. I didn't really and then, uh, watch. And then he was a uh, a sex driven. Patient of Berg's in Two Guys and a Girl, which was a show I didn't watch either. <clears throat> um, he was in Basketball, then he was in, um, he played Henry Walker in Sons and Daughters, for any of the listeners out there that know that that show. Um, and then apparently he's been on The Office as Justin Polsnick, a student interested in, oh, that was the, the internship at Dunder Mifflin. I don't know if you watched uh, The Office. I love The Office. I watched a lot of it, but I kind of stopped watching after a few seasons. Like, I'm not a big fan of, like, Ed, when Ed Helms was, like, really prominent on the show, I just kind of stopped watching. Yeah, it definitely started going downhill, um, especially after Michael left. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, like, I, I did the same as you. It was like, I watched, I think, maybe the first, like, four or five seasons, and I dropped off. But then I went back years later, like, I mean, maybe even just, like, a year ago on um, Netflix, and I caught up on uh, on all of it. There's some good sight gags here with the sports equipment with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's goggles and stuff like that. And there's actual Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <clears throat> I thought you just like so off-put by him being there. <laughs> That's not actually Siegfried and Roy, I don't believe, is it? Um. Wow. I don't know. I don't think so. I um. I've never seen their show. I'd have to look, but I don't think so. But anyway, so I guess this guy um, was on uh, the sixth and seventh season of Mad Men as well, uh, and Wait, now, now he's on Sci-Fi's The Magicians. So he's oh, well, good for him. still working. This is a part that like always, like I always use as a reference when like Reimers is so dense he doesn't understand exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like he's not bothered about being underappreciated. He's like, yeah, we are underpaid. So he, just, he clearly doesn't think he's underappreciated. Right. Yeah, as far as I can tell, that's not the real Siegfried and Roy. Rest in peace, either Siegfried or Roy. I can't remember which one was oh, did, fucking did Roy mauled. Die? One of them was mauled to death. I don't think he was, I think he was, I don't think he was mauled to death. I think he suffered a stroke. And I, I, as far as I know, he's still alive. I think they're, I think one of them's dead. Well, it's probably that one then. <laughs> the one that had the stroke, probably. Yeah. 
the uh, the best part about that is, oh, well, not the best part, but the weirdest part about that is, the other uh, the other one claims that the tiger sensed that he was about to have a stroke, so he tried to protect him, <laughs> and that's what ended up being the mauling. He tried to protect him by clawing his face open so that the. Uh... Yeah, because the the because the tiger understood that uh, the stroke would cause intracranial pressure <laughs> with the yeah. blood vessel bursting, so he wanted to uh, he wanted to create a burr hole so that uh, so that the pressure could yeah, be relieved. Makes- I, I don't think that makes a lot of sense to me, <laughs> but I'm not a, a professional magician, so what do I know about medicine? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, you're right; they are still both alive. Oh. I love it. Just, shit. I thought one of them died. I could have sworn. No, nope. one seventy nine, Siegfried seventy nine. He actually—that's his real name. Uh, and the other guy's real name is uh, Uve, Uve Ludwig Horn. Oh, oh. Yeah, and, I knew his name. I knew the last name was Horn, but I thought it was Roy. Yeah, he's from. Uh, they're both from uh, Germany, obviously. But uh, yeah, they are both still alive. Okay, well, not rest in peace then. I mean, rest in peace. When it happens, I don't hate you, Siegfried and Roy, but, um, I mean, I'm not fa- a fan, but I'm, I don't hate you either. But, uh, right. but, uh, yeah, rest in peace when it happens. They were in the, uh, <laughs> free rest in peace. Right. It's a, it's a P-R-I-P. But they were in, uh, <laughs> uh, Ocean's Eleven and Vegas Vacation. So, oh, were it, they? Yeah, apparently. It's not out of the question that, um, they could have been in the movie. Just how are there people who are retired retired already Seriously. from baseball? Like, yeah, we saw this was five years later. This is five, well, now six probably because it's a new season. But six years after they started this in their, uh, you know. Probably five jockstraps retired. Right. Like guys that played for one year, set a bunch of records because no one had records before them, and then retired. Right. Let's say the whole part where they're like communicating by using the one word "dude." Like I don't know if you, I know you haven't watched *The Wire*. Um, there's a, a hilarious scene in that where like two detectives are investigating like the scene of like a you know a, a crime that happened you know a while ago. Mm-hmm. And the only word they use in the entire scene is "fuck," but it, like it's just perfectly like you know it perfectly communicates what they're thinking, and you know you can tell that you know what they're trying to say to each other. It's it's hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to start watching that. That's that's something you don't really see people selling posters in uh, in stadiums, right? I not, just not I like just noticed that. that the song is called "Psyched Out," so it's clearly written for. Yeah, Psyched Out with me, oh yeah! I can't sing any more than that, or we'll get sued. What? Real big fish is definitely looking for money. <laughs> I'm gonna get a Detroit Lemons jersey. I looked at it before. They had them on like eBay. Oh, really? That's awesome. The Detroit Lemons. Yeah, because I didn't know what the team was actually called. That's what I was looking at mostly. And then it not only gave me the name, but the option to buy the jersey. Oh, it says in the back. I could have just looked at that. It's funny. Um, the uh, they don't. Um, there's no real stereotype that they do for Detroit. I appreciate that. So many people rip on Detroit, and we hate it when they do. But, uh, um, yeah, there's no real stereotype for Detroit in this movie. Again, that's 
I guess that's not allowed because they, they pull him away when he whacks him with that giant board. Right. Maybe that's the limit. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can't. Oh, that's the informant. Is that what this says? Informants on that team? Or is it Indianapolis? No, that's informants. Yeah, those are the New Jersey informants again. Have you ever seen that movie, The Horse Whisperer? No. Yeah, I haven't either. But I, Next uh, week on Massive Late Fees uh, audio commentary, <laughs> The Horse Whisperer. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever be doing The Horse Whisperer. Yeah, it's funny that they didn't do a Colorado team. You know, since, well, I, like, like we said, I mean, they didn't have the biggest hand in writing it either. I wonder if um, the Zuckers are from Wisconsin. Yeah, I don't know. Luckily, nowadays, you don't have to know anything. You can just have your phone in your hand like I do. Right. And uh, we'll see. Uh, yep, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Nice. <laughs> so that makes sense. Again, the start with the cheerleaders. Yeah. These are my favorite cheerleaders, I think. Was it Vegas? I believe so, yeah. Oh no, LA riots. Oh yeah. This guy is so I think this I, I could be entirely wrong on this. I think this guy's name is Emmanuel Yarbaugh. No, no, wait, that may not be right. What's he from? You saw that? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get him squeaks. I love the uh, the stance, like the um, the tennis type stance that they do too. <laughs> this also implies that they knew that his mom was dead. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Dion Bacar is Squeak Scolari. All right, nice. Yeah, there's a lot of little cameos in here. Well, did you know that uh, Kato Kalen was the driveway announcer? Yeah, I mentioned that earlier in this commentary. Oh, I didn't hear. <laughs> nice to know that you're... That you're right on top of things. Paying attention. That may have been the part that uh, was, you know. This is why the podcast is so popular, guys. No, it was. Yeah, it was during that part. You're right. Oh, actually, you know. I, I was I'm just, still going to make fun of you for it, Dick. Yeah. I want to make. Uh, actually, this was my second guess. I thought that guy was the guy from Necessary Roughness. Have you you've seen Necessary Roughness? Yeah. Obviously, everyone has. Right. Because Scott Bakula. The uh, big giant uh, Samoan guy. Mm-hmm. That's him. Okay, yep, that makes sense. Do you think uh, Scott Bakula was playing an original character, or he just uh, leaped into that uh, person and he had to win the uh, the title to, you know, set things straight? I think he definitely leaped. I think with every character he plays, it's it's just a leap into uh, into their uh, their body. 
That's why he's such a good actor. <laughs> oh, look at this fucking wormy guy. <laughs> From out of nowhere. Why is that an ad in uh, in um, a men's health magazine? <laughs> right. That's really not your core audience. Why do you have to bring a, a magazine to explain what a men's clothing line is? <laughs> yeah, seriously, he could have just he could have just used his words. Yeah, that would be more than enough. Uh, Security is all over the place escorting these people out, but they don't care about Squeak getting the shit beat out of them. Well, again, there's a precedent established for that. Yeah, no one cares or even notices him. Women's. so pissed. <laughs> Does why even show up at the press conference if you're just going to cross your arms? Yeah, I don't know. Every uh, month, the Scatman gets a 10-cent check uh, from this movie. Right. Total woman. In the early days uh, of Sports Center, when Kenny Dan Patrick, I'm pretty sure that's uh, Russ Peterman, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, this is great. The convoluted like playoff structure. <laughs> you know, maybe we should try to do that. We'll we'll do uh, every movie that uh, Dan Patrick's ever been in. I think we're done. <laughs> oh, let me see. I'm going to look up his filmography while we're watching this movie. Attentively, just like all of you. I imagine it's a lot of sports movies. Oh, by the way, uh, in case you guys haven't figured it out, um, press start when we start talking. (laughs) Go back about an hour if you're like, hey, why is it out of sync? You know, they haven't told me to start to press play yet. Yeah, as soon as we start and, talking, that's when you press play. And we play. might even possibly be out of sync by a second or two. I don't really know, but yeah, Bandcamp, figure it out. Bandcamp also does kind of um, uh, sometimes has a tendency to not sync things as well as as uh, it could. But that's not our fault. That's Bandcamp, so send the letters to them. Yeah, Bandcamp, P.O. Box. I don't give a shit at... Yeah. 401.com Do you think that uh, Al Michaels was upset that he wasn't getting paid as much or that he was getting paid less than Costas? Do you think it was personal? Like, I'm better than Bob Costas? Or just like the principal? I think it was the principal of him not getting paid as much since they were basically doing the same job. Like, he he clearly agreed to do it for 15000 so I don't think he was like, hey, this isn't enough money. I think it was just the principal, like, you're paying Bob Costas, like, that much more than me? Seriously? That's not what you fucking think of me? Right. I mean, because he's probably burned around a lot longer than Bob Costas. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, they actually references Big Swish or Super Swish thing right there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's the list of things that Bob Costas has been in. Defin- Dan Patrick, I thought. Or Dan, I'm sorry, Dan Patrick, yeah. Definitely, maybe. An episode of Arliss. I don't know if you ever watched Arliss with... Uh, Every um, single one. Did you really? No, I hate that show. Oh, okay. Um, uh, basketball, The Waterboy, uh, Clerks, the animated series. I remember when he... Oh, uh, yeah, I'll watch that. Yep. Uh, Clone High, The Longest Yard, Benchwarmers, I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry, The House Bunny, Grown Ups, Blue Mountain State. I think that's some shit out oh, of... Wait. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. We're here. A bit of trivia. That's uh, Victoria Silverset. Yeah, Silverset, yeah. You know who her roommate was uh, back when she was young? No. Melania Trump. Really? Yeah, because like, when they were talking about it at some point, they said, uh, her, and her roommate, Victoria Silverset, I'm like, Victoria Silverset, Playmate of the Year? <laughs> right. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't even, I like, the only reason I knew who she was is because of this uh, movie. But, uh... Yeah, Blue Mountain State, Just Go With It, Jack and Jill, That's My Boy, Grown Ups 2, Blended, The Ridiculous Six, The Do-Over, and The Week Of. So, He's an Adam Sandler player. Yeah, basically at some point, just every Adam Sandler movie. Did you see The Do-Over? No. It's actually not that bad. Really? You are a bigger Adam Sandler fan than I ever would have thought. No, really really not. It's that, and I like... Uh, I like um, that's my boy for some reason. It's I think it's entertaining. I don't think it's a great movie, but it's entertaining. Uh-huh. And that's about the only ones I regularly watch. Well, I'm not trying to shame you. Although, listeners, he is a fucking moron for liking those movies. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just joking. I heard that Adam Sandler has like a uh, stand-up out now on uh, on Netflix. Yeah, I heard that too. And according, to, according to Adam Sandler, it's great. <laughs> that's what I, you know, I will probably watch it. Um, at some point, but that's one I haven't caught either yet. He said it was beloved by Bono, so you know if Bono's into it, it's almost one hundred percent guaranteed that I'll like it. Oh yeah, the because uh, you know I love shitty Irish rock bands from the fucking eighties. Right. The best thing about uh, Bono anyone's ever said is uh, these two guys, the South Park guys, on their uh, show South Park about how uh, you know. It, we don't understand how Bono can uh, do so many good things, but still be a douche, and that's uh, the reason was is he was an actual shit. Yeah. So for actual shit, that's pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I love how how upset, like just how frustrated he gets with how stupid these guys are. Yeah, like especially Reamer just like destroys his brain. <laughs> I like the uncomfortably long look at their crotches as he walks away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that was probably their idea. Oh, to, yeah, to, for sure. To appear naked. (laughs) 
zwei. Just why would they believe it? Also, I, I forgot to mention the uh, the guy who was from Necessary Roughness in this. His, he's a Tui Asasopa. Oh, yeah? Which apparently, like, among Samoans is, like, Smith for the last name. Like, there's, like, so many, like, professional athletes with that last name. Yeah. Professional athletes and fictitious uh, girlfriends. <laughs> yep. I remember that story. Squeak just sleeps in a drawer. <laughs> he was all tuckered out from the big game. Right. Do you think after this movie, Victoria Silverstein came back bragging like, guess what, Melania? I'm in a big film called Basketball. This is going to change everything. <laughs> I don't know. I love this. The overly on the nose uh, song playing. Yep. Yeah, and you know, this is something that other movies have done uh, since uh, this movie, but I think this was like the first one where it really, um, where like it was really like this, you know, like this out there. And um, see that this is, oddly enough, this seems like it would be a Zucker type thing. Oh, I think, but it's actually being sang by Parker or Stone, one of the. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's um, Trey Parker, Trey Parker I think. Yeah, it's the one that's in the car. I'm pretty sure that's Trey Parker. Yeah, that's Trey Parker. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's yeah, he's singing. I I I I totally see this as like a, something of theirs that they would do. Uh, I like how he's just acknowledging how like bizarre it is. Right. <laughs> Watch out a hill, there's a chuck trees and lanes. <laughs> Warts on your dick again, they uh an issue he has. Right. Yeah, that's and true. And what kind of warts go away with tropical tropical cream? I mean, come on. I don't know, but that's true. They do foreshadow that. You know as well as I do that topical cream is not clearing those warts up. <laughs> Yeah, we do. Uh, we did have that uh, misadventure in Tijuana. I wonder if they actually flew to India for this brief part. Oh, I highly doubt it. I don't know. It says Calcutta Airport. That's true. That's you true. legally can't make that up. And there it are... might be cheaper to fly to India and, like, uh, you know, film locally there than yeah. to just build a set for all this. That's true. It might be. I don't know what kind of discounts they give, but. Oh, so terrible. You know, the worst part about this is the honesty of it. <laughs> yeah. That's an understatement, too. Oh, this isn't good. <laughs> oh, here's Robert Saxby cameo. Yeah, you know, if you look really closely, you can see most of these people are playing solitaire on their computers. Yeah, I've noticed that, too. <laughs> So it's just like, and they filmed this at the in in the uh, unsolved mysteries. Unsolved mystery. lot. Yeah, it yeah. looks just like the set. Yep. I'm surprised they didn't try to uh, to re um, relaunch that, or maybe they did at one point. Yeah, I don't know. Is Robert Stack still alive? I mean, obviously oh, he no, wouldn't he, be on it he's now. Not. But... No, he's uh, he's dead in the ground. <laughs> but he he wasn't gotten. By the uh, Stoli- the Hollywood hangers or whatever. 
The Hollywood so, hangman. Yeah, so he's not hanging but this guy in his fucking been. closet. Even though he's currently smoking while he's reenacting it. Right. And how can you reenact this an off-the-cuff comment by someone who's angry with him? <laughs> really, this whole episode of Unsolved Mysteries makes no sense unless you've been watching the exact movie we're watching. Right. Oh, God, yeah, Robert Stack died 15 years ago. Tonight. At 84. Oh, well, rest in peace, Robert Stack. Right next to Siegfried and Roy. Yeah, they're buried next to each other, I think. <laughs> oh. Man, they, you know... They're not in the movie a ton, obviously. Um, one day, but the but they got a lot done in one day. It makes sense though to uh, to do it that way. I think there's a hundred million people watching it, and they're mostly just fascinated by the flickering images. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know uh, that Sergio is a close personal friend of uh, Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> He's got that fireworks display ready. Uh, I still can't get over that story about the uh, the tiger performing uh, delicate surgery <laughs> on Roy. He knew. Because he knew a stroke was coming. The Tigers fuck? are known for being nurturers in nature. <laughs> That's true. N- nature's nurturers is what they call them. And they know they're, uh, and they're known for their detailed knowledge of, um, of human anatomy. They said that he roared the word intubate right before he struck him. <laughs> he growled, give him a baby aspirin. Oh. If uh, Roy is listening to this, uh, we apologize. Yeah. <laughs> and congratulations. I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any chance of that, but uh, yeah. If uh, Siegfried or Roy's wives or children happen to be listening to this, we apologize. <laughs> but- Congratulations on not being dead like I thought you might be. Oh. Well, I guess we do get to see him again. Little Joey. It's the Denslow Cup. Do they all like live at one place? That's odd. It is weird. I, yeah, I think, I think they're orphans. Oh, yeah, you're maybe right. I like how um, on every channel is uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Right. That's airing at the exact same time as the Denzel Cup. Yeah, that's bad programming because, you know, you're going to lose out big time to the to the Denzel Cup. You're not getting ratings with that. But they did tie it into the Denzel Cup, so that was pretty smart on their part. Yeah. That's so specific. <laughs> yeah, they, they worked with Robert Stack before, actually, the Zuckers. He was in um, Airplane, I believe. Oh, was he? I know he was at least in Airplane, too. But yeah, yeah, he was in, yeah, he was in Airplane. He, he was if the there's any Airplane about. you want to be, movie you want to be in, it's Airplane 2. <laughs> the one with William Shatner. Ugh. See, I, mean, I, I know, obviously, I know him mostly from Unsolved Mysteries. Mm-hmm. And I know he was in The Untouchables, like the original, not the Kevin Costner joint. Right. Yeah, he's been in a lot of movies, like like way back when, but. 
What an interesting, uh, an interesting ritual here. All right. It's <laughs> shitting curry. Sounds like he really did go to India. See? What? He said Polynesian, but then Caribbean. Does that make any sense? No. Polynesians are like Hawaii and like around there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. Because quite frankly, this uh, reenactment here didn't teach me much about their culture at all. <laughs> They're separated by an entire continent. Yeah, it's just one continent, though. Or I guess two. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, South America as well. I like how Squeak, of all people, like really wants him to be friends. Mm-hmm. Even though he's Reamer's new best friend. They give Squeak the emotional... Uh... The emotional underpinning of the uh, entire movie. Could you imagine Tom Brady uh, participating in a Polynesian Caribbean ceremony at halftime? <laughs> uh, and if there's a hundred, and if there's a hundred million people watching this, why are the people who are in the game in the uh, halftime show? Yeah, that is weird. Oh uh, yeah, this whole uh, the logic of this whole sport falls apart. Gave me a chance. Forgot your friendship. You know, here's the thing, though. They've already agreed to all this uh, merchandising stuff and shit. That's a genie that's going to be, like, impossible to put back in the bottle, though. Pretty much. I mean, I think it was actually for the one instance for the charity, and then Coop uh, actually just cleaned that all up, so maybe it isn't out of the bottle. Oh, okay. Maybe I should be paying more attention to this movie that we're watching. I, I've seen this movie a lot of times. Why Why is this so dangerous? <laughs> like, why is there a thing of fire? It's terrible. <laughs> right by the, I think I put the fireworks right by them. Yeah. And they're in an enclosed stadium. Yeah, they're in an indoor stadium. Just what did Jenny McCarthy's character have for him at all? I mean, he he he, he was offering her nothing. She was the one who was going to win it. Yeah, it makes no sense, really. Um, and yeah, it's not like she was. It's not like she was going to try and uh, lose if you know because she wanted to win regardless, and he was going to try and win because he wanted somebody else who was more greedy to have control of the team. Yeah, like and like. Um... You know, it's sort of implied that she, like, was kind of a gold digger or whatever, but it's never really outright stated. And then the way... Oh, that- no, her and uh, her and Denzel were in it for true love. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I would, uh, I, I would, I would get with her to Sporg Night if he asked. Good luck getting vaccines for your kids. Rest in peace, Ernest Sporg Night. Oh, is he, is he one of those that doesn't believe in uh, vaccines? No, Jenny McCarthy. Oh yeah. No, I wasn't. No, I was talking about Ernest Borgnine. Oh well, yeah. 
I would, he was an airwolf. I mean, enough said. I wouldn't get with Jenny McCarthy, fucker. Uh, I'm going to say rest in peace, Ernest Bork. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. That's a guess, but he's got to be, uh, right? A, a good guess. <laughs> oh, that guy on the left, or the guy on the right, the shorter of the two little people, mm-hmm. he's in so much stuff. Yep. He's in dirty work, actually. He's the one who hires them to uh, get revenge on the beard. That's right. I love that. Oh, that'd be a good movie to uh, do one of these on, Dirty Work. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we both love that movie. And obviously Norm. Let's see if we get Norm to sit in. Right. If not, then the lady who plays uh, Mildred. (laughs) It's it's Kathy, I think, actually. (laughs) What's she up to? Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, you know, I've thought about a couple times, um, direct messaging, uh, um, Norm, Norm McDonald since, uh, we can, since he follows us on Twitter. Yeah, that's really bizarre. <laughs> and we, and we follow him and just like asking him, Hey, if, do you want to come and, uh, you know, uh, guest on the podcast, like call in and guest on the podcast for like, you know, an hour or half an hour or whatever. Um, but every time I do, I think like um, I don't want to bother him, and then uh, you know, like he ends up unfollowing us. Like, hey, fuck these guys, they're bothering me, kind of thing. <laughs> I, I don't know. He comes to the Royal Oak uh, Music Theater quite a bit for stand up. Maybe we could ask him if we could, like do like a quick like five ten minute interview. Well, that's not a bad idea. And then we befriend him, and he's our friend for real. God, that'd be so awesome, Norm. Okay, her name is Taylor Howard. The Cartman impression. She was also on Two Guys and a Girl. Oh my god. This is like a fucking feeding, or or was Two Guys and a Girl before? I think Two Guys and a Girl was after, yeah, I think it was after this. Yeah, so they, like, they, the people who, who did that really like Beer League, or not Beer League, sorry. That's already Lang from uh, Dirty Work movie. Right. They really liked, uh, fuck, what's this called? Basketball. I, I watched Beer Fest yesterday. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's a oh, Broken yeah. Lizard movie. Yep, I've seen it. Yeah, so that's why I have that on my mind. I like that movie. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> that's, that's a great line, too. Or he misses. <laughs> uh, so she, oh, yeah, she was in Me, Myself, and Irene. I remember her from that. Uh, Son who, of is the, she, who is she in that? She, I think she was the main person. No, wasn't that Renee? Oh, no, yeah, that was Renee Zellweger, right? No, she. The lady with a small, not Renee Zellweger, the one with a little. Maybe that was Renee Zellweger. Yeah, that's that's who was in it. Yep. Who's who's the one from Legally Blonde? Oh, uh, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, okay, that's who I confused. But yeah, it's Renee Zellweger. Um. But yeah, I don't. I don't remember what she plays in in that. But uh, yep. Yeah. A little cameo from Dale Earnhardt, who's picking up extra cash by being a taxi driver. Yeah, rest in peace, Dale Earnhardt. He is dead, yes. Yep, I, 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 that one I remembered. <laughs> but um, the last movie she did was 2005's Son of the Mask. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we can get her. <laughs> but she was, uh, she's been on TV. Um, she was in Lois and Clark, that two guys, a girl in a pizza place thing. Um, Wednesdays at 8 on ABC (laughs) (laughs) Nice Some of the masks the uh, TV series Right She was on on Monk I remember that She was um, 
Was she the main lady on Monk? Yeah, she was like. His oh, okay. Caretaker. She's got Monk money. We don't. She won't do our fucking show. <laughs> she's Did, got Monk money. She won the Gracie Allen Award for outstanding seriously, supporting. Seriously, Monk was on for like thirty years. Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, she's got a ton of cash from Monk. And uh, in 2010, she did a pilot called Nolan Knows Best, and that and that's uh, that's it. So she, well, she she has not worked since 2010. Yeah, but how long was Monk on for? Like ten years? Four years. Four years. Well, she was on it for four years. I think they replaced her at oh. one point. Oh well, that's because she had Monk money. She didn't need to be on the show anymore. <laughs> she was just like, "Fuck this, I'm out." Yeah, she got in her Maserati and tore off. She is 52 years old. I'd say 52 years young myself. How could she be 52? I mean, Dirty Work was, what, 98-ish? So it's like 20 years. That's about right. God, she, you know, this picture is from 2005, the last time anyone saw her in public. <laughs> <laughs> she looks, uh, you know, she, she looks good. Although I guess that is 13 years ago now, so. Right. Um, I was, uh, I, I don't know if you noticed, but when they had the outside the marquee, it said Denzel Cup 5, which makes no sense. Right. Well, I mean, they say the felons like one in the last three years. So, I mean, assuming that they've had a cup every year, I guess this could be the fifth one. Yeah. Still makes no sense why anyone's retired, but. Oh, yeah. They're about to win the game. Spoilers. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if they did like a bad news bear type inning? Right, where they don't win. Oh, I, I actually didn't see the last five minutes of that. Oh. <laughs> uh, actually, um, I don't know if you, they did a remake with uh, Billy Bob Thornton, and you know how, how much I hate remakes. Mm-hmm. But I'm a big Bo- Billy Bob Thornton fan, um, and I actually have to catch it on like normal TV. It was actually pretty good. I mean, it's hard to hard to replace Walter, Walter Matthau, mm-hmm. but he did a really good job. Yeah, I think both are pretty good. That was like in that whole bad Santa era where he had that that clear character that he was playing. Yeah, he did a few movies like the same, like Mr. Woodcock, I think, was the one with John Heater. Yeah, that's right. Uh, where, Speaking where he, of not being in a movie since 2005. Right. Oh, uh, yeah, when are they rebooting um, that movie, uh, Napoleon Dynamite? They were going to do an animated series at some point, but it was shortly after, and that didn't really work out. See, I think that's why they paid him $35,000 more, because he had the line, feel these nipples. I thought he has them on the NTV display, and he has no idea where he is. <laughs> Remember back when they had picture-in-picture, and that was a big thing? Yeah. That's the mile-high salute. Uh, the Denver Broncos uh, did that, obviously, being from... Uh, Colorado, that's their, you know, team. Now they get the big Hollywood ending. Reamer's devastated. <laughs> I like the perspective they use whenever they shoot um, Squeak and Dwight Howard. <laughs> I'm sorry, I mean, I forget her name. You know, these two are both pretty dumb, so I guess it makes sense that they get together. Yeah, it does make sense. There's just no hesitation. They're just like open face, like making out. <laughs> and then the uh, the Reggie Jackson cameo. 
Michael in his his heyday, he wore glasses, but now, like years later, he doesn't need glasses. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know if he got LASIK or well, I don't know, but uh, yeah, they they paid him three million dollars in 1977 to, and that you know, because that was like the first big free agent bonanza. That's funny because it does kind of tie into this. Um, but I wonder how he feels about the script because if it wasn't for that free agency, he would never have gotten that money. Not in Oakland. I imagine. I imagine back then, uh, $3 million is a ton of money. Oh, shit. Not that it's not now, but... Yeah, but yeah, back then it was like the biggest sports contract ever. Some wretched little shit still the third one. <laughs> I love that line. Can you imagine being like a respected actor like Robert Vaughn and uh, just uh, let's uh, spray milk in my face to end this film? Uh, you know what? Uh, I just looked up on the inflation calculator. You know how much uh, $3 million back in um, 77. 1977 uh, would be in 2017? Let me, let, me let me see if I can guess. Sure. Um, I'm gonna say, or what about eighty-five million? Oh no, way, way less than that. Okay. You want to guess again? Sure. Uh, twenty-five. No, it's twelve million dollars, which is obviously <laughs> again a lot. But I mean, if you consider like athletes nowadays, twelve million, you probably get like a pretty shitty player. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, well, you know, yeah, because it was over three years. Um. Oh, well, that is the movie, ladies and gentlemen. Basketball, uh, blast from the past. This was um, high school for us. I mean, you know, this came out during our, our later high school days. Um, but yeah, that, uh, you know, definitely uh, an enjoyable one. I like uh, I like the movie a lot. I think, you know... That stupid kind of comedy can be fun. I, I like smart comedy. Like one of my favorite movies is Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters, which is that sly, um, kind of sarcastic type humor, and that definitely can be fun and satisfying. But I think there's there's something to be said for a good stupid movie. You know the uh, the most recent Ghostbusters I saw that like at HBO it was on one day. It wasn't bad. Oh God, I hate it. Really, I, I, I I'm not a huge I mean, I'm not like an obsessive fan of the original, so maybe that's why I wasn't like too, uh, you know, appalled by it. But it wasn't. I just don't think it's funny. But, um, but I, it's it's not unfunny. It's not like the. Fu- but I didn't find the original be like the. I wasn't like laughing out loud funny at the original. I like finding something we can disagree on, though, because I think that makes for a more interesting conversation. Of course, in the original, uh, Ron Jeremy has a a brief cameo. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, they should. The originals. The original is shockingly like inappropriate. Is it, isn't it rated PG? I think so. Yeah, I know they like obviously it was um, marketed to, towards kids a little bit and stuff too uh, back then. Yeah, I was I was watching it with my oldest uh, daughter. She's ten, and like there's a part where like Danny uh, Danny is that his name. You're talking about Fuck, uh, what's his, no, not Danny Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, you're talking about Dan. Aykroyd. He's laying in bed. And he's 
he's he's laying in bed. He's getting like jerked off by a ghost. I'm like, yeah, I need to change the channel right now. I, I don't want to explain that. <laughs> a blowjob, yeah. Uh, there's uh, that that whole part is from a part out of the script that was cut because Dan Aykroyd wrote the script, uh, wrote the original draft for the script, and apparently it was just like a thousand pages long, completely unfilmable, filled with just like crazy ideas, and they uh, they went through it and took out you know enough of a narrative to actually make a movie, but it was from like this cutout part where that Dan Aykroyd claims is based on reality, where um. You know, like uh, he and his friend or whatever stayed in a uh, some fort or whatever at night. And apparently the jacket, if you notice in that scene, he's wearing some like military jacket. The ghost will only appear if you're wearing that jacket and it gives you a blowjob. And that is the only that's the only uh, like um, function of the ghost at all. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, if you were a ghost and your only ability was to give Dan Eckhart a blowjob, you'd be pretty fucking upset. <laughs> would bust me. Oh God! Yeah, but he you know that uh, he busted Dan Aykroyd has web toes. He has web toes. I didn't know. Yep. Yeah, and I don't know if you've ever seen the Crystal Skull Vodka. Yes, I have. That's his company. I heard that. Um, I heard that's pretty good, actually. Eh, I think all vodka is the same, essentially. Have you had it? No, a girl I used to work with though bought it just because she wanted a bottle. I think uh, I think one time we should uh, we should get it and try it on uh, on the podcast. We'll just drink Crystal Head vodka while we we could do it. Wait, we we should do it if we should do an audio commentary for Ghostbusters and drink the Crystal Head vodka while we do it. Yeah, it's like a uh, it's a hundred dollar bottle of vodka. I'll pay for it. I don't care. And the only thing you're paying for is that stupid bottle. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And uh, Dan Edwards' ego. <laughs> I don't care. Not, I think we should do it. I'm not trying to be a dick here, but I've never once laughed at anything Dan Aykroyd has done. Um, I mean, he's just okay in Ghostbusters. He's obviously not the 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 biggest part of that movie. I'm trying to think of other movies he's been in. Um, because I like I'm, he was he's in Gross Point Blake. Yeah. Uh, My Girl, My Girl Two. Yeah, he's not really supposed to be funny in those. I don't think anyway. He's not funny in those movies. I don't know, when he gives that speech at uh, Macaulay Culkin's funeral, it's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if he's at the funeral, if that's even in the movie. I wasn't a big fan of his on Saturday Night Live, obviously. Um, but, I mean, you know, part of that is that in the, the that mid to, to late 70s, SNL is really not for us. You know, like, and I don't... Yeah, it's not I, 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 I mean, I mean at just... The time it was, yeah, exactly. At the time, it was probably very subversive, but now it's like, okay, wow, you're in a B costume. That's fucking hilarious. It's very much a product of its time, humor-wise. And it's hard for any generation that, you know, wasn't like a teenager or in their early 20s during that time period to really see why it was funny at all. But yeah, like, completely... I, I like. Intellectually, I understand um, that it was, you know, like that it's supposed to be funny for its time period, but I just, it, I don't find it funny. So, um, yeah, humor so, does not age well, apparently. No, I mean, not, there's some, like, it, it has to be very, like, like almost specifically crafted to last. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't think of anything that I've, that I've found him funny and i mean there's that movie nothing but trouble have you ever seen that nothing but trouble who's in it <laughs> is dan Aykroyd, john candy chevy chase and demi moore no i haven't seen that 
oh my god, it's one of the weirdest fucking, like, just horrible, but also awful, like, just weird movies I've ever seen in my life. And um, uh, Tupac uh, has his um, his uh, film debut in the movie. Tupac Shakur? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I thought you were talking about Tupac Smith for a second. <laughs> I've never even heard of this movie. Oh yeah, we should watch it sometime. It's it's, but it's it's it's. I can't even describe it. It's it's completely fucked up. Like Dan Aykroyd sews. <laughs> all right, I'd like to apologize to all the web toad people out there. <laughs> but uh, no, you know what? I I you know, I won't apologize to web toad. If you have web toes out there, fix your fucking toes. There's surgeries now. <laughs> No, no, I, no offense to the web toad, but um, I'm sorry. Real quick, have you ever seen the movie "She's Out of My League"? Yes. Yeah, web toes. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty good movie, but yeah, I'm sorry. We're trying to wrap this up, and I keep going on about fucking Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> it's okay. I started us on this, but uh, yeah. So that's the uh, movie, everybody. I'm sure you're now just uh, listening to this while there's a black screen. <laughs> front of you which is representative of the eternal uh blackness that we are all hurtling towards so uh sweet dreams everyone have fun with that no but if you want to uh if you want to um find us we're at massive late fee on twitter massive late fee just search it you know facebook uh Bandcamp, patreon we're on all that uh if you want to send us uh you know some mail you have a question you want us Want uh, something that, uh, you know, want to suggest something, you can uh, do that at uh, MassiveLateFee at gmail.com. Or you can uh, send us a tweet on uh, Twitter and just use the hashtag MassiveLateFee. Uh, so that is it for us. We will see you on Tuesday for uh, another episode. Um, unless you're watching. See you next Tuesday. Yeah, unless you're listening Unless you're listening to this in the future. Um in which case, uh, we'll probably still have an episode coming out on some Tuesday in 2041. Well, the recorded Tuesdays, you hear them on Wednesday or even Thursday, if you're not oh, a fucking Patreon supporter. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Sorry, yes. We record on Tuesday. I'll see Mike again on Tuesday. We'll see you on on uh, on Thursday and, uh, and uh, Patreon on Wednesday. Um, thank you to our patrons, uh, Leah and uh, Miranda. We love you. Um, and we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Later. <laughs>